0: So, uh, as you know, I'm a what? Team rector, not a vicar. I'm, a t- I'm a, yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah, yeah. And uh, there are many perks to my job. There are many. There, there's far too many to mention. So, um, so I won't mention them all now um, because we just don't, don't have time. I'm sure you'd agree with me. So, aren't you? there's many, many a perks of job. And uh, if uh, I'm sure, if you, all of you have a job or have worked or have you, there's kind of little perks that you have, little things that you enjoy. Most of us um, don't like our work all the time, but there's those kind of little perks. So, one of mine is that I enjoy is actually saying the liturgy which might sound unusual my little Pentecostal background but I love saying the liturgy that's the kind of like the words are all written on the screen basically and uh, you know because cleverer people than myself have written them and people who aren't dyslexic so people who know how to write sentences not like myself so so I love reading it and feeling like cool this is good I'm sounding good and God is being glorified mainly that's what I enjoy most of it but now and again I get a little bit cocky with it. Do you know what I mean? I think I know it. Do you ever do that? So where you kind of think you know, it? and particularly I do it in the churches, the services that I do in the morning because they don't have screens. They have, we have sort of dogged kind of orders of service, you know, proper Anglican, and um, and and I look up and I feel confident, and um, I always kind of manage to get it wrong. But I don't know if you ever feel like that with the Lord's Prayer. Do you feel like that with the Lord's Prayer? Do you feel like you kind of know it, but then suddenly? If it's on the screen, you will go for the screen. Do you ever kind of feel that sort of, Sarah? Do you feel, have you ever feel confident with it? Be it you'll be doing it later. Don't put it up there, Nathan, when Sarah does it, just for a laugh and we'll see, we'll see how we go But I say it three, on a Sunday, I've said it about three or four times and I still don't quite trust myself. So, but here's an interesting fact for you, Freddie. Did you know um, that actually, you know, we call it the Lord's Prayer? It's not the only one around. Did you know that? There are other Lord's Prayer. Now, I don't mean other versions of the Lord's Prayer, but it's not the only prayer that Jesus told us to pray. Yet it's the one that we all get hooked on. We love it. Can't beat the Lord's Prayer, can we? The Our Father, as, as uh, David would call it. So, and, and there is and another. There is an alternative Lord's Prayer, and we rarely, rarely say it. So we're going to have a scripture read to us, which uh, I think I'm going to read. Do you fancy it, Freddie? Off the cuff? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Freddie. He's, um, yeah, yeah. There you go. So uh, he's an actor so um you're right up there also dyslexic as well so let's give it a go um if i can read that's bigger that's good that's normally quite small um jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness when he saw the crowds he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out the workers into his harvest field. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to expel evil spirits and heal all kinds of disease and infirmity. Thank you. Thank you. As you know, you'll probably pick up most people are dyslexic in our church, so yeah, a cheer for us. So isn't that interesting? So that's the other Lord's Prayer, that we, we rarely, rarely pray. So Jesus taught us the Our Father, and that one that we all know. But there is this other thing that Jesus told us to pray, but rarely we pray it. And what the prayer is, is that Jesus says, ask the Lord of the harvest, that's God, to send out workers into his harvest field. The prayer that Jesus taught us to pray wasn't just our Father who art in heaven and so on and so forth, but it was actually a prayer that his church would be mobile, that his church would be active, that his church would, would raise up people who were kind of like doing stuff, you know, that get out there and do stuff and kind of, um, you know, begin to sort of change the world around them. So it's a really interesting response, isn't it? So. And it's quite a spiritual response. So you've got this context where Jesus has got this huge crowd around him that he's been teaching. And he feels compassion for them, which we'll look at in a minute, because he looks and thinks they're helpless and they're harassed. And Jesus' first response is this. He tells us and tells his disciples to pray that God would send out bishops to help them. Did you see that? Did you see that? No, 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 no. He said, pray that God will give top church more money because we don't have enough staff. We've only got 12. No, no. He says, pray that Lord of the Harvest will send out workers. Doesn't it? It doesn't, doesn't give any kind of fancy titles. Do, do you know what I mean? Now, I mean, I know we're partial to it. I mean, I, check mine out, you know. Uh, but, but, but Jesus doesn't give us any of those titles, thankfully. And he, he tells us not to call anyone our father as well, which I... Anyway, don't get me started, but anyway, but but he says, pray for workers, pray for workers, and I love that phrase, isn't it, workers, people who do stuff, people who get their hands dirty, people who get involved, people who will actually be useful to this world, not for people who just like their doctrine and their ideas, but people who would work, and Jesus looks at the crowd and he said, this is what we need to be praying for, we need to be praying for people who would do something in this world, not just people who would contemplate and think about lovely things and write essays what have you but people who will do something we need to pray for workers and it's really interesting isn't it? because I imagine they would have prayed that prayer the disciples would have prayed that they thought oh gosh we better do that now because they're all a bit you'd have been, be a bit on edge wouldn't you around Jesus as, as lovely as he is you would been a bit on edge and uh, and so you think right we'll start praying and then cheekily the next verse Jesus then sends them out to do the stuff so in one at the end of chapter nine he says can you pray for God to send out workers? Beginning of chapter ten, they, you know. Then they must have prayed. They are the workers. So you, be, in other words, be careful what you pray. You become what you pray. If you're praying for God to to use you and to do stuff and to change this world and make it, you'll find the next verse, the next chapter of your life, you'll be doing. You'll be at the cathedral before you know it. Uh, you'll be, you know, you'll be doing stuff for God. God will be using you in ways you never imagined or thought of. The other thing that's really interesting is that. That's what Jesus says to pray for workers. He doesn't say pray for great vision and strategy. Though, you know, I'm partial to a great vision and great strategy. He doesn't say pray for loads of money. And so we can he doesn't say pray for all church buildings everywhere that they will be sustained over hundreds of years and sort of be a, a big witness to whatever. He's, he prays for something really practical. He prays for workers. He doesn't pray for any of those things. And there's something wonderful in that, that Jesus is saying. And he tells us to pray. He he, he doesn't say to Peter and John and James, "said right, now what you've got to do is this. I want this person there, that person there, and that person there, that person there. And then they do that, and then they do. He doesn't direct them. He allows God to do that. Isn't that incredible? He just says, you pray to God to send out the workers, and God will decide who goes where and who does what. It's in God's hands. So, That's the first thing just to know, is to be prayerful. Is that kind of alternative Lord's Prayer. But the second thing is, the wonderful thing is be compassionate. I love the thing it says about Jesus. He had compassion on the crowd because they were harassed and helpless. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Do you, I feel like that sometimes. Not com, sometimes I feel compassionate. Most of the time, I feel harassed and helpless. You know, you just feel a bit, sort of, particularly in this weather, with hay fever. Uh, you, know, you just feel a bit naff, don't you? But Jesus' heart, he looks at the crowd and he feels compassion for them. Isn't that a beautiful turn of phrase? And the word compassion is really interesting. So it's not like sometimes we get it confused with sympathy. So sympathy would be, you know, if, if I'm just going to pick on Freddie because he's an extrovert actor. And, uh, you know, he's the son I never had and uh and uh but but like it you know freddie's hurt his ankle and i'll give freddie sympathy so i'm really sorry to hear about your ankle must be really tough being so tall uh and falling over and all that sort of stuff and uh but but that's sympathy but compassion would be freddie i'm going to make you a meal and i'm going yeah i am yeah you won't if i make want it if i make it but uh yeah compassion is is it's a difference between Sort of just having sympathy and compassion is the thing that makes you do something. Do, do, do you see? So the word compassion is a Greek word which comes from your belly. It literally comes from your belly. It means you're, you're moved to do something. So when Jesus has compassion, he's not just saying, oh, look at those little people feeling a bit helpless. He's like he's wanting to do something about it. He's quite active, Jesus. I mean, it's really one of the wonderful things about him. He didn't sort of sit around. He's very active. And that calling, as it were, is that when we look at people who are sometimes ourselves who feel harassed and helpless but as we look around Dudley we look around the people that we know and care and we think they feel they look a bit harassed and helpless because we all do at times we have that compassionate reaction that we want to do something to care, which is why we 've tried to do all the little things we 've done at top church, but that 's the heart of jesus there 's this great thing uh, uh, that G- when um, Jesus was asking all sorts of people were asking Jesus all sorts of questions of summing up theology and ethics okay theology and ethics everyone 's favorite subject so it 's what 's God like and how should we live okay what 's God like and how should we live and Jesus said this he said, Be compassionate as your heavenly Father is." Compassionate, isn't that beautiful? How do some how do you, how do you live this life, Jesus? Oh, it's really easy, just be compassionate because God's compassionate. That's what you do. Don't have to be clever, don't have to be sophisticated. You just got to be compassionate, got to be a bit compassionate, and that reflects the heart of Jesus. And that's another thing we pick up from this text. And the last thing just to note, um, is be helpful, be helpful, which is great, isn't it? I mean, it's really, I love Jesus so. Practical and down, down to earth and sort of counter to, to so much of how we sometimes we view God. So he so says he looked at the crowd and they were harassed and they, they needed help. They were helpless. And so the calling of Jesus is to be helpful. That's quite good, isn't it? that's quite useful. I think we can all do that, can't we? We can all be a bit, a lot of us can be unhelpful. I know I certainly can at times, you ask my family, but, but actually the call of Jesus is to be helpful. It's to be helpful. It's a terribly pragmatic, practical thing that Jesus is calling us to be helpful as we follow the way of Jesus we increase in our prayer life we increase in our compassion but we also increase in just being helpful and that could be anything you know from a Sunday it could be just helping wash up if you want to wash up or put it in the dishwasher or or chatting to people who feel a little bit you think oh gosh I haven't had a chance to chat with them it could be being helpful in your family life or your work life or just going the extra mile or just doing a little bit more than you normally would do it's trying to find all those practical ways of being helpful and that's what following jesus is about i think so often we 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 mark it up don't we so many kind of wonderful supernatural things and all those things are part of it but at the heart of jesus it's prayer isn't it we're praying like we're praying the lord's prayer that jesus taught the heart of jesus is just being compassionate towards those who need it and doing something and it's being helpful, finding out a million ways that we can be helpful. And there's always something that we can do to help one another. And it might be, as you kind of go from here, that actually you start to reflect and think, yeah, you know, or as you share communion and you encounter God's love again through communion, you think, yeah, I'm going to be more prayerful. I'm going to ask God to send me out to be a worker and um, see what happens, see how God leads me. Or actually, God, I want to be more compassionate and, and, and actually do something and not just be sympathetic and it might be, I, I can be helpful. You, you know, so often um, in churches, we elevate like really significant, amazing work, you know. But actually, the significant, amazing, it's just being quite helpful, actually. <laughs> just helping people get through life. Because life's the difficult bit. I don't know if you've probably picked that up. And so actually, helping people goes a long, long way. Should we just pray together as we prepare our hearts for communion? Lord Jesus, thank you for this just beautiful but really simple passage. And I pray for us, Lord, that we would pray this different Lord's Prayer. That we would pray, Lord, today that you would, the Lord of the harvest, that the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. So God, would you send out workers into your harvest field, whether it's in our workplaces, in our home life, whether it's in front of loads of people or just quietly getting on with the kingdom work. Make us workers for you. And Lord Jesus, we love the fact that your heart was moved with compassion when you saw people. Fill us with that same compassion. That we might be moved to help people. And make us helpful, God. Don't let us get in the way of people. But may we just find ways that we can just help. Help one another be all that we can be for the kingdom. We ask for your spirit to help us live the real, beautiful, simple, but challenging way of Christ on this earth. We ask this in his name. Amen.